It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. It's another episode of Frontline Friday with my very, very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you doing? Andy, good morning. I am doing great. Excellent. What about you? Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. And where are you today, Andy? Are you, which coast are you on? Uh, still on the left coast. Still on the left. Okay. The Golden Coast. The Golden Coast. The Golden Coast. The so, California Coast. All right. So speaking of, of golden, how about those Golden State Warriors, right? So when you and I are recording this, they've just finished off Oklahoma City in the seventh game of the uh, conference championships, right, and move on to the NBA Finals. Uh, are you a Warriors fan? How can I not be a Warriors fan? Now, having said that, there's no one around me that would believe it. I'm the only person that's not in orange today in the office. I have not... Orange? Golden, I mean? Golden, golden, whatever. I mean, it's orange. It looks orange to me. Is there a cut? Like, are they in golden? Do you say somebody's wearing golden? No, they, but I mean, they wear yellowish gold uniforms. I mean, that's one of their colors, yeah. Golden okay, state yellow warriors. orange. Yeah, okay. Yellow orange. Your, your color sense sounds like about as well-developed as mine. Yes, it is. Um, I am probably the only one within a, I don't know, 25-mile radius that has not architected my life around the games. Mm -hmm. However, I'm a, yes, I followed it. It's hard not to have warrior fever. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. Yes. So I'm, I'm a very passive fan. No one would consider me a good fan, but I'm a, I'm a passive fan. Okay. Well, I I wanted to talk today about some things that, that really stem from the wars. Interestingly, is, is, Steve Carr, who's the Kerr, Carr, I think it's Carr, Kerr, we'll say Kerr, is coach of the of the Warriors and a yeah, longtime star in the NBA. This is his first coaching job that he took over, his first head coaching job. Uh, when he took over the Warriors at the beginning of last season, they went on and won the championships. Many people contrasted him as sort of, you know, transforming how the game is being played along with the players, you know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and so on. But within the Warriors, they talk about how he's one of the, he's instilled this culture, this system that has they really, people really think is is in large part responsible for the success they're achieving. He said it's built around four core values: competition, mindfulness, compassion. And I love the last one, joy. And this is a system to which the players, based on Everything I've read, have fully committed themselves, and you sort of see it in the way they they play the game. There is this this joy. There is this competition. So I thought, I thought, gosh, this really relates to sales. These four core values, as I was thinking about, it, because you know, not just as as well as a team and as individuals, if we can embody these things, these core values, that it really goes a long way toward helping us succeed. So I just wanted to go through those today and. Have a conversation about it and and see what you thought. Well, first of all, Andy, I'm so glad we're not going to talk about 
the more technical aspects of the game or what different players did at what moment, because then I would be, I, I would not be able to contribute much. So I'm super happy it's around the four core values. And <laughs> so we don't I, deconstruct Steph Curry's jump oh shot, dear for instance. Lord, like I said, I'm happy to do it, but I would I I would not be much of a contributor, but I would be I'm I'm curious. I'm more curious about this. And I oh my gosh, I have just become a rabid fan of the Warriors now that you've told me these four core values that they have. I am, I'm intrigued. Where did you find this? How come I don't know this? Uh, I don't know. Everybody probably knows it. No, no, I I don't. I think that's, that's just, it was just an article that I'd read. um, Oh, sometime during the course of this, this current season uh, that somebody had written, I forget where, maybe it's New York times or, or some, you know, online sports website, but, um, but I just thought it was fascinating because we think about competition. You know, every day they have a competition and practice for, not for playing time, but it really it's about competition within themselves, right? To become better. And, you know, think about that in the sales context. I mean, sales really is, to me, is all about competition. And, and for me, in, in many ways, it's primarily a competition against myself, Definitely. With myself, right? Definitely. For most people, selling's not a natural act. I mean, every day you sort of have to compete against your instincts and maybe some fears that, that cause you to shrink from doing some of the hard, necessary things you need to do, like picking up a phone and calling a prospect. Or maybe, you know, investing time to read a book about sales or whatever else. So, I mean, that first level of competition is just about with yourself and taking the steps you need to, to get better. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it as you're sharing this, Andy, that, yeah, you're right. I I think there's a lot that's, there's a lot in that word and that value competition. And it's the, like you said, the competing with oneself, it's the internal desire and discipline to get better and all the work that's entailed and the motivation and the self-motivation. And to me, also within competition is teamwork. Exactly. Because great competitors are also great team players. And there's so much packed into that word competition. And I think what I'm used to hearing for values is, you know, it would be, different layers within what I think that one word encompasses, you know, teamwork, discipline, motivation, striving. I mean, there's a whole bunch within it that gets spelled out as different values. I love that he's got it as a single value. And then he goes on to the others of mindfulness, compassion, and joy, which I think are more surprising to have as a value for an NBA basketball team. Yeah. So before we finish unpacking the others, move on to unpacking the others. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's talk about competition just a little bit more because you brought up a, a good point is is the competition, you know, part of a team is it's not it's not like you're necessarily yes, you're competing against your competitors, but you, what you're really doing is you're competing to execute what you do. 
you know, you really can't control your competitors. Yeah, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin. I was a big Green Bay Packer fan. The legendary coach there very early in my childhood was was Vince Lombardi. And he was very famous for having a pretty limited set of plays that he ran on offense. And the critics and the press used to sort of ping him on that occasionally. And he, his response was always about, you know, I can't control the competition. All I control is how well we execute. And mm. he didn't really mm. care mm. if the competitors knew what play they were running because he knew that they were so well drilled as a team, as a cohesive unit, that the individual players trusted each other to do their job so well that, that you know, from a competition standpoint, for them, they were really competing, not necessarily against the person on the opposite side, but it was just about, we're competing to execute this as well as we can. It's a focus on what we do, not on what someone else does. That's great. Yeah, I think that's... Uh that's really the name of the game. It's what we can control in life. I mean, not just even in sales, in life. What can we control? How do we execute? And that's all. Focus on what we have control over, period. Yeah, which is what we spoke about last week in our our episode. Right. So that competition. So the second one then that I really liked was about mindfulness, right? About being present, uh, being in the moment, um, Letting go of the past and not being concerned about the future, but but you know being right there and being in that moment and seizing it, and I think that's again very important in sports, hugely important. You know, if you have a mistake, you see a you know Steph Curry, one of the greatest stars in the NBA and currently, and maybe in a few years may look back and say one of the greatest players ever. He takes a shot, misses it. He takes a lot of shots. He knows he's going to miss shots. He doesn't let it hang him up, right? He doesn't get bogged down by the weight of what he didn't do or didn't achieve. Because he's in that moment. Because there's another moment that's going to come very quickly where he needs to perform. It's such a great, such a great one for sales because it's very similar. I mean, that, that you're going to win some deals, you're going to lose some deals, and to let the past bog you down in the present, to let the future bog you down in the present, um, can only hinder our performance. And I'll tell you, Andy, I've, I don't know about you, but I, I, I struggle to be in the present, and I have to work on it. It's really an active decision that I make to be in the present. It is very easy to feel badly or less than or hypercritical of a mistake I've made in the past or a deal I've lost or whatever it is, or to be so focused on the future and what I want to do and the sales I want to make and the numbers I want to achieve that I miss I miss the importance of the present. And I think in the Warriors case, it's it, that that's how if if they can keep their minds in the game in that moment, they've got a better chance of executing well. Yeah, well, I think that that in sales and business and life, as you talked about, we we all have this tendency to hang on to things, right? Gosh, I beat myself up, you know, hypothetically, right? You beat yourself up for a long time, but a mistake you thought you made on a deal, 
and you keep thinking about it. God, I wish I could have done that differently. Da 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 da. And and it's that cycle of rumination that that can actually paralyze you going forward. Because when you have the opportunity to do it again, something similar again, what you're not thinking about is is what you want to do. What you're thinking about is what you want to make sure it doesn't happen. Mm. And it's the wrong way to approach things. So in sales, yeah, we may make mistakes. We, but what we do is it's not that we don't learn from mistakes. It's that we learn from mistakes and then let them go. That's, exactly. that's the part that's really hard for people. Is, and so what's great, and you think about it from a professional athlete standpoint, well, yeah, when you get into crunch time, when there's tight games, and at the tail end of this last series with the Oklahoma City Thunder, there's <laughs> tight games. Right. As the Warriors a lot of came tight behind, moments. Right. Is what was that difference, you know, toward the end where sort of uncharacteristically suddenly the Thunder started making mistakes they hadn't been making. And the Warriors started executing at a higher level and making fewer mistakes. You know, part of that I think was about the competition, but some of that I think that Steve Carr approaches uh, pre- preaches, excuse me, as being in that moment. You know, he actually article that came out recently about him this week about the single most influential book in his life, his professional life, was a book, an old book called The Inner Game of Tennis, written by a gentleman named Timothy Galway. And the book is all about mindfulness. You know, it's about being in the presence, about how you you know, have to shut out the mistakes that come from the past if you want to execute well in the future and so on. And it's funny how, you know, a basketball coach and actually Pete Carroll, who's the coach of the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, swears by the same book. Okay, well, you know that that is going to be the next book that I read. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm going to read everything I can about the Warriors and the values and Steve Carr and all of that. And... I'm on this one. I can hardly wait to read it. Oh, good. Okay. Well, we'll make it a subject. I've, it's on my list. I read it years and years ago, but I've, I purchased it again. I'm going to reread it. Um, because, and there's somebody actually, just a gentleman who's, uh, I interviewed for my show. This episode, I think, will air a little bit after this episode. A gentleman named Jeffrey Lipsius who's written a book based on the inner game of tennis, but applying it to sales, you know, the inner game of sales um, yeah. called Selling to the Point. Mm-hmm. And all again about you know, integrating, incorporating mindfulness into your sales um, sales activity. So it's a good book people should check out if they want to pursue this a little further, as well as The Inner Game of Tennis by Timothy Galway. All right, so the next value to talk about is compassion. Mm. You know, again, <laughs> you think about compassion in terms of professional athletics, you really don't, not what really comes to know. mind, right? I know, I know. It's fascinating. It is a team sport, right? You, you have to have empathy and compassion for your teammates. That's how, you know, part of the trust is built up. I mean, uh, they interview the coaches, like during the you know, timeouts and at the beginning, start and end of, I think we're doing one timeout during each game and then at the start and end of quarters or something. And in one of those, in a recent game, you know, they're interviewing Steve Kerr, and he and they said, "Well, you know, what's you guys are behind? What's going on?" I says, "Well, we just have to get back to trusting each other." Hmm. Hmm. I like that. 
And that's and, and that's that's you know compassion. I mean, it's it's you know, hey, I I'm gonna keep passing you the ball even though you missed your last three shots because we've practiced this. I have trust in you. I know that you're gonna make the next one, and we're gonna work our system together. So it's about teamwork. It's not about the individual seeking credit. It's about the group and the others. You know, I'm just looking up the definition of compassion. And it's a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who's stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. And that's interesting. It's interesting that it's it's around it's around the suffering. And and as you say, it's when you pass the ball to a teammate who maybe missed the last shot. There's two things. One, it's this it's this show of trust and the show of we're a team and this show of solidarity and show of I have confidence in you. And also helps to lift that other person up, that that show that demonstration of confidence, which I think does lead to this alleviation mm-hmm. of suffering as, as the word is defined. And it must extend also, Andy, not just to your teammates, but also to perhaps a team that you've beat. I guess maybe there's also some humility in it. Yes. And appreciation for the game and the competition and everybody going out and working hard and just a um just a recognition. I, I I guess part of that I also see humility and I see sort of an honoring of honoring of the rivals, honoring of in this game that we've played just a, a recognition acknowledgement of it's sort of on both sides what people what the teams have contributed and the mm-hmm. individuals have contributed yeah no absolutely and so you think about that in the context of selling I mean you have on your team you know people that are you know in similar situations the teammates on a on a basketball court or any other field of play would have you know you have steps you can take to make people feel better about the work that they're doing, the work they're contributing, the humility that you talked about in terms of, of, um, yeah, I mean, we're in a team, but, you know, we all made this happen, right? I mean, you talk, you listen to the interviews with the, the uh, stars of the Warriors or the Thunder, and, you know, rarely do you ever hear anybody even begin to imply, in fact, almost never on these championship teams, it's always about us, right? I did well only because the other guys put me in a position to do well. Mm. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, I just love it. So the last one, my favorite is, favorite, I mean, I, I think we favorite because we don't talk about enough, was joy, fun, yeah. right? I mean, to me, joy is actually a step above fun. I mean, to me, it's joy is what happens when you're so in command of your your craft and your knowledge and your your process, whatever that is, that that every day is just one that you can't wait for it to start. I mean, it's 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 
confidence, it's competence. I mean, it's delight and pleasure in what you do, and, and it's a purpose as well. I mean, it's having a purpose. The joy comes from to me for all those things. Well, and you know, to me, joy is also much more internal and more lasting than fun. Fun is, to me, is just something happened. I'm having fun in this moment where joy is just the kind of the extension of it. It is, it's, again, to me, it's a more lasting state of being as opposed Mm -hmm. to an activity that causes some uh, emotion. And my executive coach had said to me when, when she and I first started working together that work, any work that I do or anyone does, there needs to be joy. We have to have joy in what we do and our work and the people we work with. And that, that it's such an important uh, part of life is to have, have that joy and make sure it's in our everyday. And, and I, I, I like that it's also in this list of values because I agree with that wholeheartedly that joy has to be part of and integrated in everything that we do. Yeah. And it, as I think, it you know, comes from, I said, being in command, being confident, um, feeling competent, you know, mastering a process. I mean, to me, that's why as a sales professional, you want to continue to invest in building your knowledge and going out and talking to more customers and getting the repetition and the experience because then when you're in those moments when it all starts to click with a prospect or a buyer and you you can almost foresee where it's going to go. It's almost like you can predict where things are going to happen because you know that that switch is flipped in the mind of the customer that they decide you're who they want to do business with. It you, know, you get those moments of spontaneous joy that you know, keep you coming back and motivate you to want to go out and do it again. And I think, you know, from obviously players with the Warriors, it's the joy of playing together is so intense. You can just see it on the in the results. You can see it in the games. And, yeah, you want to try to have that same feeling at work. Yeah, I think it's an important element. We, at Sumo Logic, we brought on... Uh, recently, a new uh, VP of sales operations, and he's it has been very successful. Lots of startup companies, gone IPO, and and has worked with companies through very difficult periods, um, very difficult periods of time. And he was talking about a particularly difficult journey that this previous company he was working with was on and they brought in somebody who'd been extremely successful at Salesforce. And when this gentleman, Ben, who works for Sumo Logic, had asked him, what is it? What are we missing? What do we need to be doing? What, what, what am I not seeing? He was surprised by his answer and his, his answer was, have more fun. So it speaks to that element of joy. You got to make sure that that people are enjoying in themselves. He used the word fun. I think um, it's still on that spectrum of joy that people need to be enjoying what they do and working with one another and feeling that sense of uh, delight on a daily basis. And that really helps to bring out peak performance. Well, I agree. I agree. And it's an 
incumbent upon managers and leaders, much as Steve Kerr is doing at the Warriors, with all four of these these values talk about, is to walk the walk, talk the talk, be model the behaviors and the values that you want to embody in your team or you want your team to embody. And if you can do that, then you know the first step towards making it happen for everyone is going to take place. Yeah, it's great. I am so excited. I feel like you've just set me on a new reading path and nothing could bring me more joy than to be on this journey to learn more about the warriors. God, I cannot wait. I know what I'm, I know my theme for, for our next uh, sales meeting, which is on Monday. So this has been super helpful for me. You know, I'm here to serve. So it's, I like it. I'm glad we were able to, to do that. And again, I hope everybody listening today got a lot of the show. We certainly did. And this has been another episode of Frontline Friday with my very, very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, look forward to talking to you next week. And likewise, have a great one. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.